This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, November 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Could farmers be forced to get pollution permits? AFBF concerns an issue for Ag Labor Bill. And Grassley wants proof of purchase. Court mulls expanding pollution regulations. The U.S. Supreme Court today will hear arguments in a case from Hawaii that has significant implications for all of U.S. agriculture. Farm groups say if an appeals court decision is upheld, producers could be required to get permits for applying fertilizers and pesticides to their fields because the residues could get into groundwater. The issue in the case is from Maui County, Hawaii. It has to do with wastewater that flows into the Pacific Ocean when injected into groundwater. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled the county needed a pollution permit under the Clean Water Act. Why it matters? Farm groups have told the high court at a brief that if the Ninth Circuit ruling stands, farmers could be subject to permit requirements for engaging in such best practices as using manure storage or treatment facilities to allow for the timely and appropriate application of manure on fields as fertilizer. Fertilizers and pesticides applied to crop fields enter groundwater, if at all, only intermittently, in varied amounts, and through different points that change depending on soil conditions and other environmental factors, the farm groups say. And any eventual release to navigable waters is even more remote, uncertain, and changeable with conditions. Cloudy Senate future for Ag Labor Bill. The Republican senator assisting with the development of a bipartisan Ag Labor Bill says it will be difficult to get through that chamber given the focus on impeachment. Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina spoke with AgriPulse and said, hopefully we can take up the bill because I know the farmers need relief, but we also have to address some of the concerns with the ag community. The American Farm Bureau Federation has yet to endorse the House bill because of concerns about the H-2A provisions, including the cap on year-round visas. Another AFBF concern is the bill would, for the first time, cover H-2A workers under the Migrant Seasonable Workers Protection Act. The House Judiciary Committee could take up the bill as soon as next week. Keep in mind, some immigration hardliners are already calling it an amnesty bill since it would provide legal status to undocumented farm workers. For more on the Ag Labor Bill, plus a look at the issue slowing down action on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Grassley wants proof of purchase with China. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley says the USDA should discontinue its market facilitation program if the U.S. and China cinch a trade deal soon, but only if it results in the massive increase in trade President Donald Trump has promised. It kind of depends on how much confidence we have that China is actually going to buy the 40 to $50 billion that they said they're going to buy, he said, when asked if the MFP payment should continue. Grassley said, if they're actually going to do that, I would say no. And by the way, Grassley, an Iowa Republican whose committee handles trade policy, says the speculation about where the signing ceremony should be held is pointless. He said, all we care about is that it's signed. Survey. Farmers anticipate more trade aid payments. 
Some 62% of farmers surveyed in the October Ag Economy Barometer from Purdue University and the CME Group expect Trump administration to dole out another round of MFP payments for the 2020 crop year. For a lot of people, when you get it two years in a row, the likelihood of it showing up for a third year starts to get built into their expectations. That Jim Unearth, the director for the Purdue Center for Commercial Agriculture, speaking with AgriPulse. Grassley tries to shore up support for tariff reform. Congress gave away its Section 232 tariff authority to the White House decades ago. Now, Grassley wants lawmakers to reclaim some of that power. Concerns that the legislation would be an affront to Trump shouldn't stop Congress from acting, Grassley said yesterday. So what's next? Grassley staff has been working to combine two bipartisan bills to curb the president's ability to hit foreign countries with Section 232 tariffs. The tariff authority was originally designed to punish countries that threaten U.S. national security. Trump has used the tariffs to halt steel and aluminum imports from China and is threatening to use them on European cars and car parts. Grassley said, we need to reform Section 232, makes it clear where Congress stands on national security and trade. Such reforms would also make it clear to our trading partners that when Section 232 is used, Congress stands with the president. Now keep in mind, the Finance Committee's top Democrat, Ron Wyden, said there's been no consensus on the legislation because of concerns on both sides of the aisle. Purdue leads trade mission to Mexico. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is in Mexico for the rest of the week, leading a trade delegation that includes dozens of farm groups and producers. Representatives of the U.S. potato, almond, wine, dairy, rice, soybean, and grain industries, and many other sectors will all be present for the three-day trip that should be able to capitalize on the fact that Mexico continues to steadily increase its imports from the U.S., the folks with Blue Diamond Growers and the Almond Board of California may find the trip especially rewarding. Mexico imported $371 million worth of tree nuts last year, a whopping 45% increase from 2017, that according to USDA data. Now take note, Mexico is the second largest foreign market for U.S. ag and food products. South Dakota not budging on hemp. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem is holding fast in her opposition to industrial hemp despite USDA's recent release of regulations to guide domestic production. In a statement, Noem said that while states can still prohibit growing hemp with their borders, they still have no such option when it comes to transportation. Nevertheless, she said, my team is working to ensure we have proper procedures in place so this doesn't become something that weakens our drug laws. She insists that legalizing hemp will legalize marijuana by default. South Dakota is one of four states that have not legalized hemp. Mississippi, Idaho, and New Hampshire are the others. Here's today's They Said It. Congratulations to NRDC President Gina McCarthy. She has consistently engaged America's farmers to understand modern agriculture. That the National Pork Producers Council in a tweet about the former EPA administrator's selection as the new president of the Natural Resources Defense Council, one of the nation's most influential environmental groups. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, November 6th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.